The word apostle isn't in the Old Testament. It's, I'm going to talk about joy this morning, but the word apostle isn't in the Old Testament. It was a New Testament uh, word that Jesus took, and he says, you are my apostles. And it was taken from uh, the, in the, when Rome would conquer a city, they would then go, they realized it's probably best not to kill all the people that we just conquered, but rather let's culturize that city to be like Rome. Right? Does that make sense? And so, so they would take over a city, then they would say, let's send our apostleship. So they would send an armada of ships, and the headship of that would be the apostleship. And he, the, he or she would come into this city, and they would culturize that city to live like Rome. So Jesus says, you are my apostles. He's saying, I want you to go into the world and culturize the world to live like heaven on earth. And it's not a hierarchical thing from the, it's not this, the, the, the hierarchical triangle down. It's that, the, the, you know, Paul talks about it in Corinthians. He says that the apostles, we're the least of them. We're the most vulnerable parts. In other words, he's saying, we're the ones that come, the apostles are the ones that come under and serve humanity. They provide the blueprint for the church to be built upon. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's a bottom up, yeah. right, rather than top down. Very different. All right. And so I really believe Romans 14, if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Romans 14, 17. Because I really believe that this house, this church, this community, we are supposed to be agents in our system to change the culture of the day. Not to echo the culture, but to change it. And the way we do that is we actually realize what we have. If we, realize, if we don't think we have something, we still need to try and get something then we'll never give away what we've actually already possess. All right? So here, Romans 14, verse 17 says, The kingdom of God is righteousness, or is not meat or drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So when Jesus came, Hebrews, uh, Hebrews 1, I think it is, it says, Jesus had joy beyond all his companions. Right? Jesus was a happy dude. Right? He was a joy-filled fella. Right? He was full of joy. And I think I was saying to our team the other day, I've seen joy offend more people in church than heresy. I have. Yeah, Toronto, Toronto blessing messed a lot of people up. That's right. So I was pondering this, this thought of joy the other day and the Lord began to really talk to me about joy and I was like, oh, is this really what you're going to talk about on Sunday morning? And the Lord, and I was praying, Dean and I were praying the other day together and the Lord showed me this picture of a Banksia, um, oh, what are they, bush? Are they a bush or a shrub? I looked at Danny, you know, yeah. <laughs> that, so Banksia shrub, and uh, I saw this picture, bright yellow Banksia, and I was like, wow, that's interesting. I just Googled it, 
looked it up, and banksias mean um, regeneration, rebirth, and the, the, the bright yellow of the banksia means joy. And I was like, whoa, okay, maybe you're talking. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm listening. And uh, so anyway, then the other night, it was about 8.30 at night, and uh, we needed cat food. And so I went down to Woolies, and, um, and I went in, into the, the area there. It's 8.30 at night. There's no, no banksia trees around this. It's a car park and, you know, shopping centre. And there's this banksia bush sitting right in the middle of the doorway. Just the, one of the little shrubs just sitting there. And I'm like, okay, you got my attention. And, uh, and so I thought, all right. And I, what, I, what I really felt the Lord saying was he really wants to rebirth something. They're a native plant to our country that he really wants to rebirth this, this area of joy in our country, in our state, Amen. that we would go from mourning into dancing because the day of mourning is done. All right? The day of mourning is done. What we've been through in the last few years, it's time for the dancers and the joy to arise in our hearts again. That we, you know, have you ever seen people, have you ever seen those videos where they watch babies laugh and then they laugh and then someone's watching them laughing at the babies and it just keeps going and going and going, right? It's contagious. You know, it's the same with two people in love where you're like, oh, that's sickening, but gosh, it's contagious, <laughs> right? And, and just joy-filled people... I really believe the Lord wants to smash our dignity and our inhibitions of what we care about, what people will think of us. Right? Because you look foolish when you're joyful. You do. <laughs> you can look pretty silly. But I, I'm, I really believe that the, the righteousness element we've gone after for a long time, we have the peace of God, we have the mind of Christ, and we have the joy of the Lord. And it's His joy. That is our strength, right? And so we're going to just share a little bit on that this morning. So Romans 14, we're going to come back to that. Um, but I really believe this, this word, the regeneration that's happening here, that the joy of the Lord. I mean, let's just, I mean, Luke 2, here's just, I've just got scriptures here. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. Right? I bring you good news of great joy. You know, in his pre where the presence of the Lord is, there is the fullness of joy. You know, rejoice. For t you know, today is the day of salvation. Rejoice and be glad in it. Um, there's this uh, principle in Scripture that, that the writers would often use where they would illustrate something in the, spirit, in the natural to demonstrate something in the spiritual. Does, does that make sense? Right? And so... Paul does this in Ephesians 5. He says, Do not be drunk on wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. The connotation is, right, the connotation is, I don't want you to be drunk in the natural wine and intoxicated on that. I want you to be intoxicated on the Spirit of God. That is the connotation, right? That is the context. I mean, just think about Acts 2. Just think about Acts 2, right? The outpouring of the Spirit, right? The Holy Ghost rocks up with the wind, and it's 9 o'clock in the morning, and they're all talking in other languages, 
right? If I heard someone talking in French, I wouldn't think they're drunk, right? If I heard someone talking in Spanish, I wouldn't be like, oh, they're drunk. I'd be like, oh, they talk. I can understand Spanish, right? This is what happened. But what was going on in that building, in that area, in that, in that uh, courtyard, in that temple, wherever it was, what was going on in that place, in the 120 in the upper room, that Peter says, listen, guys, we're not drunk as you think we are. <laughs> I'd like to suppose they were so intoxicated on the Spirit of God that God broke the fear of man. I mean, Peter goes from... If you just take Peter as the example, he goes from denying Christ in front of a bonfire and then he encounters Jesus on the beach and Jesus cooks him breakfast. You guys remember this, John 21? He cooks him breakfast around a campfire. How many times did did Peter deny Jesus? Three. And then Jesus says, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? He restores him around a bonfire. Beautiful. Right, And then Peter's in the upper room and he gets the Holy Ghost and he gets the download and he's like, this is God. This is what's prophesied of Joel. Right? And then Peter goes out of the temple and he's on his way out of the temple or into pray the next day in Acts 3 or whenever it was, a few days later. And he says to the man sitting at the gate, beautiful, says, hey, look at us. We don't have money, right? But what I do have, I freely give. So we have something to give away. All right, turn with me to John 15. John 15, all right. I I know there's a a time for mourning. There's a time for uh, grieving. There's a time for those things. Um, When the prodigal son returned, they threw a party. They, they celebrated. And I think as Christians, just sometimes we're too serious. <laughs> and I just think seriousness is not a fruit of the Spirit, but joy is. Come on. And... I think when, when, we, when we have the revelation of the joy of the Lord, when we, actually, when we actually go, oh man, the joy of the Lord, we're going to look at James 1 in a, in a moment, but the joy of the Lord is our strength. And when trials come, we consider it all joy. Because it actually, it actually it, it, the, the scripture is a bit strange in James, but it, we'll, see, we'll look at it in a second. But it, if you squeeze a lemon tree, what comes out? Lemon juice. Right. If you squeeze a Christian, Christ should come out. Lemon juice should come out. Yeah. 
Not the tree, sorry, sorry. Squeeze the lemon. <laughs> squeeze the lemon, lemon juice comes out, right? That's right. We knew what, you knew what I meant, yeah. So when you squeeze, squeeze a Christian, when trials come, right, when situations come, we should, it, it should be a case of we consider this all joy and then it produces steadfastness and perfection. It comes out. It's not we're trying to attain something. It's like trials produce, trials reveal what's in there, <laughs> right? And so John 15, I really believe, is, is key to this. And we're going to read just a little bit, of, little bit of a scripture here. So John 15, verse 1. I am the true vine, and every father is in the... In, sorry, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch... In me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Now listen to this, verse 3. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. You're clean. You're not trying to become clean, you're clean. Right? You're not trying to be more born again, you can't do that. You're fully born again. Just like my child is a full human being. She's learning, or they're learning, to discover who they are as my daughters. But they're not becoming more human being. They can't do that. Just like you cannot become more born again. Because if you go into the, the realm of you trying to become more born again, it's called self-righteousness, and Jesus is pretty against that. So... Here he says, you're already clean because of the word. So you're already clean, right? Just bear that in mind. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Pretty clear where the branches, Jesus is the vine. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he, uh, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. These are sobering verses. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit. Listen to that. God's glorified by you producing the very thing you're created to produce. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. So here we are. We're sons and daughters of God. We're clean because of the word that God's spoken because of what Jesus accomplished on the cross, the kingdom of God is not what meat or drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So the kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit lives in you. I say this all the time, but it's the greatest multiplica multiplication trick the world has ever seen. Right? Jesus, it's not a trick. It's real. But Jesus was like, I'm going to deposit me inside of every person that believes in me from this day forth. Brilliant. Right? Absolutely brilliant. The devil thought he'd won, and God's like, I have a better plan. 
right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to multiply myself inside of people. They're going to come a born-again race, a race never before seen until this moment, right? And so you and I are on this now. Pro- the, the process isn't, isn't that we're, we're developing something in Christ. The process is we're discovering who we've become and what we possess because of the Spirit of God that's in us, right? So here he says, now abide in me. Would you abide in my love? Abide in me. You can't do anything if you don't do that. Well, it'll produce other fruit. But we abide in Christ. His words abide in us. And then he says, my joy is full and your joy is full. Right? Are you catching this? So, but when there's, this is the beautiful part of intimacy that we, we go on with the Lord. It's why we value the presence of God here. It's why we really go after intimacy with God. Because he's looking for righteous radicals that would possess not just the power of God, but the holiness of God. Because there's a world right now that says love is God. Not God is love. There's a big difference. There's a good world out there that is mourning in, and they're depressed. There's depression. There's anxiety. And there's, I'm not belittling anyone in here if you've got that as well. But I'm just saying that there's, 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 there's trauma. There's chaos in our world. And we have the privilege of abiding in the Lord... To, to understand what we have, to give it away. And you're going to see that in a moment. Because we've been given, you know, Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. And then he says, all right, guys, listen up. You're the light of the world. I want you to go out into the world and I want you to shine bright. I want you to bring righteousness. I want you to bring peace and I want you to bring joy because I brought my kingdom with me. And you're my apostles, you're my apostolic network that I want to see transform this culture and this society. I want you to infiltrate the system, right? And change it. I want you to culturize this world so it looks like my, my world. Come on. All right. So go to James 1. And then we're going to go back to Romans 14. James 1 verse 3, verse 2. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Listen to what steadfastness here means. A cheerful person who does not sway from his or her deliberate faith, it means complete. A body without blemish or not found wanting. I'll read that again. Steadfastness is cheerful person who does not sway from their deliberate task. So consider it all joy. So you now as, as believers... The trials and the testings come, right? I mean, I, we don't have to preach that. People just know, right? You know, uh, I do, Chuck, people often say, you know, Liam, we need to, you know, I love it. They say churches need to preach to the situation. I'm like, no, wrong. 
Churches need to preach Jesus and pull people up higher. Right? We don't need to preach to a situation or a problem. We need to preach the kingdom, which brings the solution and the answers. Right? We don't need to preach a problem. People know there's problems. People know they're depressed. People know their situation or they're anxious or they're sick or they're whatever. They're broken. People know that. They don't need to be told that. Right? They need to be told there's a better way. They need to be shown, not just verbal diarrhea it. They need to be shown and a life lived, lived out and displayed and put on display for the old people to see. Right? That's what they need. Right? So when we abide in him, the trials that come, the testing that comes, we can say, Ah, oh, thank you, Lord. I'm going to consider this all joy right now because it's going to, it's going to, I'm going to stay the steadfast course because I'm lacking nothing. Because I have everything I need for life and godliness. So a trial comes. Because here's, here's the reality. If we navel gaze and look inward... We will look to other things for the solution rather than we're abiding in Christ. That's why Jesus can say, for the joy, or the Bible says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Come on. For the joy that was on the other side of the cross, he's like, man, this is going to be the hardest thing I ever do. I mean, sweat blood. The king of glory. Sweat blood. But he can, say, he can say, for the joy that is on the other side of that, I'm going to be steadfast and complete. I'm going to be singular focused, not swaving to the left or the right. Now, joy is a person. It's the person of Jesus. It's not a concept. It's a person of Jesus. It is also a choice that you and I have in those moments to say, I'm going to choose joy. It's not just an emotion or a feeling. In the moments of trials, we're like, I'm going to choose joy in the midst of a trial right now that it produces steadfastness and perfection in me. Does that make sense? Right? And so because, you know, feelings are great. They're, they're, they're awesome. We all have them. God has feelings and emotions as well. But we don't live by them. We don't live by our feelings. They're good servants, terrible masters. It's really, we've we got to get this because we're in a world that lives by their feelings. And, and we've, got to, we've got to be okay that we don't live by our feelings and our emotions, but that we don't, we don't, we don't let the trial determine, we don't let the trial rob us of the joy that we possess, we let the trial produce joy and then the joy happens to the trial, not the other way around. All right, go back to Romans 14. We're going to look at this last bit because this is what we have to give away. You know, um, I, think it's, I think it's kids laugh 400 times a day. Adults, it's 11. That's, that's a problem.
God says, you know, come, come as little children. Boy, oh boy, the kingdom's exciting. Come on. Consider it all joy. Oh, okay, count of trials. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. You're gonna, you, you've, the joy of the Lord, I have the joy, I carry the joy of the Lord right now. So it doesn't matter what's happening against me or around me because God's for me. So Romans 14, if we go to the next verse from, after verse 17 where it says, Whoever thus serves Christ, verse 18, excuse me, whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. That word approved, so it's a a strange passage. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. This is right after, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. That word approved, um, here's a little hack for you guys if you are Bible nerds. Olive Tree Bible app, brilliant. Free, I think, maybe 12 bucks. You can download it and you'll have strong concordance on your iPhone. right? And you can just click on any word right, and it will come up with a definition and it's there. Amazing. Took Strong's years, and we've got it on our iPhones. Incredible. Right? So if you click on that word accepted, uh, approved, uh, sorry, approved by men, that word is the word dokimos. And if you click on it, it'll, you'll be able to see that that word was what they would, they were called dokimos traders. Uh, so they would trade coins and they, there was, you know, a lot of dodgy stuff going on. They'd shave off more silver than they, you know, they'd trade something in, they'd give back less and you know, all these. There's just a lot of dodgy trading that was going on back in the day. And, and so these traders were called dokimos because they were, they were approved by men because they were renowned to be really, really honest and great uh, traders that you could trustworthy traders that you could trade with. Does that make sense? Right? So here, here in the context of this scripture, he says, the kingdom of God isn't meat or drink, guys, right? It's not what's, it's not what's tangible, right? It's, it's what's in you. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, and you're acceptable to God, and you're approved by men, right? So the context is, you and I, right, when we abide in the Lord, right, when we're, we're spending, out, when we're in him, we're like, oh, I'm in him, and a trial comes, right, or there's someone that you see, right, that you're out in the world today, that you're like, man, they, they need a breakthrough, they need God, they need, a, they need prayer, they need a miracle, whatever it is that they need, you have, the, you have something to trade with them that's of great value, you can trade with them. You can be like, hey, guess what, guys? I, you're, in, you're in whatever. You fill in the blank. You're sick. You're, you're, you're broken. You're whatever. You, things are going to mess. There's a, guess what? I know a guy. Right? I know a guy. Would you give me that morning that I can give you dancing? Yeah. Could you trade with me? Let's, it's like Kimbo, what he shared. He's like, oh, you're, you're going to soar back. Boom. The radars are up. I mean, don't, 
Don't you just love when Kim shares about, I mean, his tears, and he just carries the heart of God so well, right? But it's like we have, we have something to trade that's of value and significant. That's what that verse is talking about, that you're then approved by men. So often people are looking to the church and going, well, flip, I don't want what they've got. <laughs> right? They're just bickering and arguing amongst each other and they don't, they don't really love one another. Right? Come on. But what if, I mean, I just, I just it's, it's the hypothetical that it, I believe will become a reality. What if people say, oh, that place down in Lilydale, I don't fully get them. They're, they're crazy. They are crazy. They're, they're just, I don't understand them. But man, they love God. They love people. And man, they're full of joy. Right? And I don't know what's going on, but people get healed there. Right? <clears throat> man, I'm... I'm preaching today. <laughs> but if we're constantly navel-gazing, if we're constantly like, oh, oh, woe is me. And I don't know. It's, it's like, no, you died. You died. Your life is no longer your own. Right? So it's like, oh, it's no longer I who live. It's Christ who lives in me. Hey, guess what? I can consider it all joy now doesn't mean I don't hurt. It doesn't mean I don't have emotions. It doesn't mean I don't feel. I'm not a stoic statue, right? But I have something that's of significant value that I can trade with people. And then I can be rock solid in, in when a trial comes. I can be rock solid in, joy, in the joy of the Lord because it's his joy that produces, it's the faith it's the abiding in him. It's not in the abiding in the ways that seem right to a man that lead to death. It's the abiding in God that produces the fruit in my life. And then he gets glorified. I mean, what a deal. I produce fruit and I reap of that benefit and then God gets glorified. That's a, we got a great deal. We got a really good deal, right? Um, sometimes, you know, you've, you've got to choose it. Sometimes you've just got to, you've got to say, I'm going to choose joy. I'm going to choose love. I'm going to choose to operate in what is in me. And I'm going to shut the door. I'm going to turn off the distractions or whatever. And I'm going to actually get before the Lord. And, because in the kingdom of God, the more you give away the more you receive. It's the way it works, right? And if we, twofold really, I really believe that the Lord wants to actually break some stuff this morning with that word about the banks here, that he, he really wants to, to bring people into a season of joy. That people have been, maybe you've lost, there's been a lot of loss or there's been a lot of things that over the last two years have just brought, been at that, that weighing down burden that the Lord just wants to crack open some joy. Right, and uh, and then the, the second thing is that that we actually would walk out of this place going, oh, I have the joy of the Lord to give away. I actually have the joy of the, of the Lord to actually give to other people. I actually can dokimos with people. I can trade. I can trade something with them. And um, I'm not going to go too far into this story, but when Shen and I first planted this church, um, it's, 
you know, stuff just happens when you plant a church. And, uh, and, and we went through a really, really challenging time personally, uh, about nine months in. And uh, not, not between us, we were, we were fine, but uh, just, just with the church. And one of the things that in that season, so here we had, I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but uh, probably what, what you could imagine was said against us happened. Right? <laughs> if you could imagine it, it probably was said. Um, and we chose, there's two things that in that season that we chose to do. One, because it was, it was hard. It was hard for me to watch my wife be uh, told things about her that were just untrue. And so trials, right? Trials, right? It's a trial, being vulnerable here. And, uh, and so a trial comes. It's like, what's your reaction going to be? What's, your, what's our response going to be? And so trial comes, trials of various kinds. So there's all, you fill in the blank of your trial. And, and so we, I, we probably didn't get everything correct or 100% right. But we chose two things in that moment. We said, one, we're going to choose to love unconditionally. No matter what happens, we're going to choose to love. And the second thing, this is real spiritual, is we watched a lot of comedy. <laughs> Right? Because we, we're in a place of like, whoo, this is heavy, right? And we weren't feeling a hundred, we weren't feeling great, but we don't live by our feelings, right? But we said, we're going to choose joy. We're going to choose joy. And so we, we, just, we just, we watched a bunch of great comedy shows and laughed our way into healing. <laughs> right? Come on. You know, there was a guy years and years ago, 15, over 15 years ago, I think now, um, I forget his name, someone might be able to tell me, he wasn't a believer, and he had cancer, and he put himself in a, in a hotel room, and he watched the top 50 comedy shows of all time, and he laughed his way into healing. The Bible backs that up. It says, laughter is good medicine. Come on. Laughter is good medicine. Some of you just need a good laugh. I'm telling you, some of us just need a really good laugh to break off the spirit of seriousness and let the joy of the Lord come in and bring healing. All right, why don't you stand? By the way, that season, God's just done a great, great redemptive thing with people, with the church. Um, incredible. The fruit that come out of that may be a story for another time, but uh, incredible. God's, God's re- he redeemed it, um, which is awesome, which only he can do. Whew. Feel the glory of God on that. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, right now, would you just come? Would you just come, Lord? Thank you, God. Would you just, would you just come, Lord, in, in, in your joy? With the joy of the Lord, just come right now. Holy Spirit. We don't want to fabricate anything. 
filled your spirit right now. I just really believe those people that you've been, there's been a weight, there's been a weight, you, you know what it is, it's been a burden, there's been something there that the Lord just wants to come and break it with joy. And he wants to bring joy. He wants to turn the morning into dance. He wants to bring the oil of gladness. <laughs> he wants to bring the oil of gladness. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We're just going to wait. Thank you, God. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you, God. Here's what we're going to do. If um, so somehow we can get music through the... Can we plug that just the cord in to do that? Um, we're just going to have a bit of a party. Let's just do that. Can we do that? Can we just have some fun? Yes? Yes. yes? All right. <laughs> awesome. Um, so we're just going to do a fire tunnel. We're going to do a joy tunnel. Just pray for people.